Father, we thank you tonight. We ask, Lord, for your hand of mercy on our lives. We ask, Lord, that we experience your presence like never before. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Please have your seats. The Lord bless you. Jeremiah 18. NLT. Jeremiah chapter number 18. Now it's going to be cool. (laughs) The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying. Now, so you know where we're going. We want to pray that we shall be wheeling clay in the hands of the potter. And to do that, you've got to see how God works. It isn't about your pastor, it's about you. And it's about God. And we will all see that one of our greatest problems is the absence of willingness. I'll show you how that you choose to be willing when it suits you. It's not like you have a real problem with willingness, though. It's about the direction of the willingness. Because every man is self-motivated. <laughs> Let me define for you willing. The dictionary says willing means having a desire. A desire or inclination as for a specific cause of action. (laughs) Having a desire or inclination as for a specific cause of action. So, willing is the same word as disposed to. When I say I'm disposed to something, it's the same as I'm willing in a particular direction or glad or inclined or amenable. Do you understand? Yes. When we say you're willing, we're also saying that you are compliant Yes, you're compliant. And we know you don't like being compliant. 1 p.m., Saturday, deadline. (laughs) Yes, um, good afternoon, LP. I've read your message. You have written to the platform. 
And I'm going to do everything is possible at 1 p.m. God bless you, woman of God. <laughs> but then you won't do. And you already knew when the message dropped that you won't do. That is not being compliant. You see, in the secular world, the reason things work secularly is because of compliance. Or compl- bad English, compliance. I have, and I can prove that. I have a memo here who's worked at the bank. Mercy is working at an organization. This one has worked at a radio station. Let them tell you when have they, with voluntary powers, chose to disregard a boss's instruction to meet a deadline? Yes. Or to meet a target. So, even though in that environment, there is a kind of uh, subtle pressure to do something, at the end of the day, you see that you yourself have to put yourself in a position of compliance. But then when you come to the church of Jesus Christ, People want all of us to behave like we are ahead of cattle with no sense of direction and no sense of purpose. And I believe that it's a drawback to the church that the children of God lack compliance. And it also affects our obedience of his word. Because you're, you're naturally predisposed to disobedience. When they say, you, you know, people disobey the moment, the moment you say this, <laughs> now they have room to do the opposite. It's like there's something in the human nature, indeed, and there is, that is always looking for an opportunity. Put a law down and I'm going to break it. Sakaja says, don't go to the nightclub. <laughs> they said, we will go. Utafanyanini, what will you do? Utadu? Do you understand? Yes. Curfew. Everybody is sleeping at six. That's why people have fear for military government. Whether you like it or yes, you will, you will comply. Our country's currency is struggling. A few years ago, we used to have one dollar to one CD. Yes, one dollar to one CD, which was very strong. And then it, one dollar to 1.2. We moved from one dollar to, and then we were doing 1.4. And then we were doing two, one dollar to two CDs, you know. About six years ago, we were doing one dollar to four point something CDs. One dollar is to four, which is still very strong. 
And then now things have gone haywire. You know, it's, it's gone out of hand. Few months, few weeks ago, it was $1 to about um, 20 something cities. And we're complaining. It's come down a bit. And then the prices of goods have shot high. And market women and business people have taken advantage. So some, you can buy something today for five CDs. You go tomorrow, they're selling it for 12 CDs. Now, in the 80s, when we were being ruled by Rawlings, a military government, he didn't allow the market women to mess him up. So soldiers were parading the market. If you're caught overpricing goods, they chaper you publicly. Oh yes, women were being chaped. Yes, they call it kalabule. Kalabule is you're now, uh, the prices are dubious. You get it? So, we, and women were being frogged. You know that exercise? Yes. You, you frog jump from here to whatever. When you, when you collapse, your children will come for you. And it was some of the things they criticized him for. You know, that compliance to price. Do you get it? Yes. Now, they are saying that now we understand why they used to chopper market women. Do you, before it was criticism. Now that there is economic problem and people are taking, ah, we understand why. They were beating market women and arresting them. Do you get it? There are people here today, when the church becomes successful, so now we understand what apostle was trying to do. Why do you lack willingness? What if I die and I never do it? After you kill me, when will you say, oh, now we are under, is it my grave? You say, oh, now we are, the man is dead. Now they say, oh, we understand why he used to let soldiers beat uh, market women. Yes, there were some excesses. There were some truly some excesses. Yeah. <laughs> I think the soldiers went over. Soldiers always go over, but if there's no real control, uh, they were putting things also in women. <laughs> they shouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> in a, so there were excesses for real. But then they used to chopper them. Yes. They used to cane them publicly. Yes. Something that should cost whatever. If you are selling it and you are caught, they are beaten. Yes. You just see your mother being beaten on television. Seven o'clock news. Yes. To deter everybody. Yes. In those days, if you own a bathtub, you are suspect. Because the thing, 1981, actually 83. Yes. 83. Um, it was really bad. We even had a famine, so things became worse. Then you, you have a bathtub. You have to explain how you got the bathtub. Yes. Or you have two cars. How did you manage to have two cars? So the rich in Ghana literally for many years hated him. Yes, because they were hunted down. You have to explain how you made your money. You know, and it was really not good for the rich. But what I'm saying is that in an environment now, there's no force. 
Daisy. And then somebody should be selling something at 10 CDs and the person is selling at 25 CDs. Do you understand? So when we say willing, we're saying you have a desire. Which of us here is an eunuch? You are an eunuch. You have been castrated. Titus, are you an eunuch? Do you still have your balls? Do you still have your balls? Kuna balls. Kuna balls yake. Hmm? Kuna balls. Ama wametoa. Iko. Two. Ama moja. Moja. Mbili. So your balls are entered. As long as his balls are entered, he has a desire. Yes. If his balls have not been touched, have they been crushed? Is it that? Then he has a desire. I'm just showing that everybody has a desire. You have a desire unless tampered with. So, okay. So he has a desire. The issue is the direction of his desire. As you are seated here, you have a desire for food. Yes, sana. Do you understand? You have a desire for food. So we all have, I think um, in psychology they call it a drive. We all have drives. Even that you are feeling hungry is a drive. So if his balls are entered, he has full function of desire. To desire A, to desire B, to desire C. And he has been using his desires a lot. But then when it comes to becoming a good shepherd, then he has no desire. He switches off that desire. Correcto. He switches off that desire. When it comes to him being trained to become a good pastor, he switches off In that direction, he switches off the desire. And then when he sees a nice chick in the church, he switches on the desire. So the desire is there. It's the direction of the desire. So I want to be a willing clay in the hands of my porter. It requires willingness I will submit myself to him to do with me what he desires to do with me do you understand good (laughs) when you don't come to church I hope it's not because I worry you too much (laughs) Yeah, the kind we can use for example. Some people you can't use them. They'll be breathing fire. <clears throat> if you're in this church, don't be too dignified. We, we, I don't, we don't want people with too much dignity in this church. 
know who I am. I'm the secretary to the president. Charlie, this is not the church for... If, if you are the secretary to the president, we will use you as an example. Huh. People should know people before they use them as examples. <laughs> so, God showed us something in Jeremiah 18. NLT, please. I was waiting for you to put NLT. The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. Yes, God has given me another message. Yes. He said, go down to the potter's shop and I will speak to you there. So I did as he told me and found the potter working at his will. If you look into heaven right now, you'll find God working. God is ever working. Pastor, how do you know? Jesus said, my father worketh, hitherto I work. If you look at how God functions, he's working. Jesus was working. The disciple, he said, my father, my father worketh. That is, my father is working. Therefore, me too, I'm working. Or I work. So, he's the one behind the wheel. First of all, let's know that. He's the one behind the wheel. So, he sends Jeremiah... To see how he does things. Whatever you're coming to see is how God works. Not how my, my pastor works. It's how God works. And if that's how God works, anybody doing the work of God must work the works of God. The work of God is the work of God. I don't know how to put it. Did you, do you understand? Yes. And every Christian must be doing the work of God. That is if God is your father. My father worketh. Unless you have another father. And some of you, you do. Yes. Hitherto, I work. Unless the devil is your father. He's working. And you are working the devil's work. But God is working. And how does he work? So he's going to show the prophet Jeremiah. This is how it works with me. So he says, so I did as he told me and found the porter working at his will. Our problem is we do not want to be told anything. I want to come to church when I feel like I want to sleep. You say prayer. I want to sleep. You say prayer. I want to eat. You say fasting. I want to rest. You say evangelism. Please. The instructions are too many. A child of God, all right, must be somebody who can be told what to do. 
Isn't it obvious that it is the reason some of you don't hear God? When has God ever woken you up and said, wake up, daughter, and pray, and you did it, and then you, 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 you then t- told yourself, yeah, I thank you, Lord, I heard your voice, and I obeyed. You live your entire life oblivious, shut off, to God's voice and his instructions. And you wonder why your life is a living hell. You do not listen to what you are told. It's going to be hot. If people listen to what they are told, they won't get into certain messes. (laughs) I find it really some way, when people don't listen to what they are told, and when they get into trouble, then they look for you to bail them out of the trouble. Like, so I was preaching some time ago, I told my children, when we close, go home. Go home. Two of my church members were in Lithuli Avenue, past a certain time. Waking up in the morning, you are calling me and say, oh, the police arrested brother so-so-and-so. What were you doing with brother so-so-and-so past midnight at Lithuli Avenue? Now cops have arrested the brother and you you are telling me. I don't even understand what I'm teaching at all. Even my children, I tell them, my money will not go where I have no authority. Yes, my children, my children, I tell them, if you want to be a buffoon, if you want to be a miscreant, don't expect me to waste my money on you. You must have muscles to want to be a buffoon. So take care of yourself. And a father is a father. That's too harsh. It's harsh for you. Yeah, but not harsh for me. My mother didn't allow me to be an idiot. And she poured herself into me. No. You had to be in a certain way to get whatever you wanted. It just didn't come to you. So we... We were two boys. Sometimes my brother will not do. Then he will not come and say, go and ask Ma for this. Because you, if you go, well, a day. So I, I tell my children that. My money is it only a, a very poor parent. And I'm talking of poor in terms of leadership, not money. Will allow their children to do whatever they want. A day will come in your life you will do anything you want. Yes, that that day comes. This is how God has programmed it. Until that day, you are my responsibility. You see, if now you marry, Koana is my son, he marries, he's now in his home with his wife and his children. Elvina, would I go to his house and say, Koana, you cannot be doing this. If they don't bring their problems to me, he's a full grown adult now 
Whatever he's going to do now that he's married is dependent on how I raise him when he was, how old are you? 12. From 12, pack up 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. Such that in his home, I, I can relax in my house knowing that he will do the right thing. That's why God looked at Abraham and said, I know Abraham. That he will order his house after me. David was a very powerful um, um, king and a wonderful lover of God, but he was a poor father. He loved God, but he was a poor father. And it brought a lot of issues to his family and to his home. There's a son sleeping with his own sister. So, he, he was a beloved of God. That's why one day he said, he, he, he looked at God's mercies and all that God showed him. And he said, even though my house is not the best of homes. Because he could tell how bad a father he was. So he was even wondering why God would choose to show his lineage mercy. He recognized that his house was in disarray. A son says, oh, you did that to my sister, yeah? No problem. Uses two years to plot a revenge to kill his own brother. Let's not talk of now a son rises to chase his father out. I mean, what kind of a home is this? So David was a mighty king, a wonderful king, but he wasn't a good father. Are you listening to me? At this time, I can't go and say, have you brushed your teeth? Are you being nice to your wife? Unless he brings a problem to my table, I have to assume that everything is alright. But as long as he remains my responsibility, he has to learn to be compliant. He's 27, living under my roof. I say, come home at night. Nine means nine. I know you are 27. You got huge balls. But I have bigger balls. Nine means nine. Which part of this don't you understand? That you are looking at me like. Which part of this don't you understand? Nine. Nine means nine. You can come at 9.30. And then say it's alright. It's not alright. It is a disrespect. That's why some of you. You say I'll do this before this time. And then you don't do it. And you can't see that it is disrespectful. To say what you say you will do. And not do it at the time. You say you will do it. It's utter disrespect. People don't see it. It's becoming a conference teaching. Because I can feel the adrenaline. I know when I feel it. Because to you, like somebody borrows somebody's money. A brother. And (laughs) it was a sister who took the brother to borrow the money from another brother in the church. And then this Shylock 
who was also in the church, wanted his money, his money back. The brother won't pay. The brother. So, they threatened to take the sister's television. And if you only know how the sister struggled to buy that television, Shylock and Akuja. So, the sister called the brother, called the person whose money the brother, and so, can you give a time you pay the money? The brother said, oh, I'll pay on so-so and so date. The sister believed. If you want to understand, you just have to be in such positions. When the brother said that, I, I know for sure the sister believed the brother. And I also know for sure that the person whose money was borrowed believed the brother. So, everything is settled. I'll get my money. I couldn't was. The day comes, the brother doesn't even bother. When he is called, he says, oh, he wanted a date. So I gave him a date. That is the attitude of so many people. This is what he wants me to say. I will say what he wants to hear. You don't know. I don't, I, I have no idea what I even want to hear. I want you to say what is in your heart. no idea what you should say. Believe you me. That will make me like a puppet or God a puppet. No. Say what is exactly in your heart. Right on the platform. Raymond, this thing you are doing, I don't like it. (laughs) Write it on the platform so that I can face you. You see, at least at that I know I'm facing the real you. This other, this other pretentious whatever. No, 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 no. It's disrespectful. Huh. Imagine how, when the sister sat there and the brother opened his mouth and said, he wanted a date, so I gave him one. Imagine, I'm sure she felt like a knife just cut her heart. You, you feel like, what level of heartlessness is this? Oh, yeah. So if you think that, oh, the person wants, you know, you, oh, you want me to say I love you, I love you. Let me pray for you to get a husband who will tell you what you want to hear, but deep down in his heart, that's him in it. Father, in the name of Jesus, they are seated here. We are fasted. This is day one, two. As long as he's under my bed, he's supposed to be compliant. That is why in this environment, children don't stay with parents till they marry. Because you are, many of you are itchy for a free life, independence. I want to be free. Ask him when he left home. Kitambo. Ask him if he stayed with his father. The thing is, people just want to be free. So, they come to the church, now saved, born again. And it looks strange that somebody wants you to be submitted to authority. And the centurion said to Jesus, I am a man under authority. Having soldiers under me. I tell this one, go. He goeth, come. And he cometh. I'm a man 
under authority. So, a lot of times, we are unable to do what God tells us to do. Because even in the human sphere, we hate to be told anything. Your mother can't tell you, shut up, sit down, and you do exactly that. No, you have to demonstrate. Hakietu, hakiangu, hakiangu. It's like, mama, you are trampling on me too. I'm a, a human being and I have feelings. You have feelings. If you have feelings, take your feelings and buy electricity. Take your feelings and buy water. Take your feelings and buy eggs. In fact, now that you are talking about, take your feelings and buy yogurt. Since you want your feelings to be respected, take your feelings and go and buy yogurt. Then we know that your feelings are important. Yes, it can buy you yogurt. Your feelings are important. It can buy you samaki. But if you can't use your feelings to buy Samaki, I'm a yogurt, I'm a Coca-Cola. I have to buy Coke for you to drink. Come to the fridge, a point. When, when you don't bite with your money, you see how you pour it. You pour it with enough. <laughs> if your feelings can't buy anything, can't buy cheese, can't buy butter, can't buy bread, shut up about talking about your feelings. We are talking about willingness and compliance. Yes. It's hot. He's married now. He has a wife. He has children. That's when I, I say, do this. No, 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 no. I may even call him. So, um, I, I'm assuming I'm his biological father. It's not that I'm trying to force myself where I don't belong. So, daddy, I'm taking my wife to the mall. I, I will I'll pass by when we are done. I'll say, okay, thank you, son. But when he's under my roof, he can't tell me, Daddy, I'm with my girl. Yeah? I'm with my girl. Uh, let me finish here and then I'll see if I can make time. Uh, go to your girl's father's house. <laughs> Live there. Start living there. Oh, yeah. Start living there. Do you understand? Yes. So, a lot of times we, we, we hate to be told what to do. So very early on, we find our way out. Many of you that are even elderly or growing, let me say growing, and you're not married, you left home, Kitambo. Yes. And you have been managing your life by yourself. Do you, do you get it? You are your God. You tell yourself what to eat, when to wake up, who to sleep with. You've done all that. Now it's hard for you to be in an environment where they are saying there's something called authority. And you must be submitted to, to authority. Then the problem starts. I said, then the problem starts. I said, then the problem starts. Fast! No, I'll eat Madondo. And drink Coke. Fast? No. I mean, fasting is it by force? Is it then you start some demonic arguments? Right? 
So, in the case of Jeremiah, he says, I did as he told me. Thank you, Koana. I did as he told me. Bedtime is 9 p.m. No? Yeah, bedtime is 9 p.m. And if you're raising children, you better have some boundaries. You can't be up doing nonsense when you should be sleeping. You see, that's the nonsense that has made some of you grow up and you're sleeping at 3 a.m. And I've said it, if you like, be offended. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. That's why you went to boarding school and you couldn't cope. And that's why you didn't like the boarding school. Because in boarding school, you eat at a particular time. Do they have dining halls here? Yeah. You go to dining hall at a particular time. No, you, you are ever eating. You are ever eating. So this thing of there's no food till what time, it doesn't suit you. That's why you didn't like the body school. You, you, let's be straightforward in the teaching. You hate to be told what to do. So some children even lie to be taken out of a particular school. Once they see the school is so strict, and their buffoonery will not be accepted, they will like to be carried away from a particular into a more freer, libertine environment where there is liberty. You know somebody? They will lie. And since you told that lie, you have not stopped lying up till today. The teachers don't like me. The teachers don't like you because you're stuck stubborn. This is something you cannot say amen. Even though you are saying many of you are pretending to say amen. Oh yeah? I believe if you bring children into this world, you're responsible for them. Yeah, I believe it with all my heart. Yeah? I believe it with all my heart. I believe it with all my heart. You're responsible for them. You will answer for them someday. Some of you seated here, we are only helping your parents' judgment. Because what you they, they te- you turned out to be under your parents is now the church trying to bring you into the correct way. The church is some of you, your parents' help for that day of judgment. You were on your way to becoming the biggest prostitute Kenya has ever raised. And the church intercepted you. Now you can sit in church and say, I'm seeking the face. I've come to the mountain. Which mountain? We are helping some of you, your parents' judgment. 
Some of you, when you see people stealing, you are like, if I have the same opportunity, especially these tender things that bring millions, you are like, if it was me. But that's the way you were. That's your way. That's your way. The church intercepted some of these things. You are going to be the biggest bangi producer Kayole ever, ever, ever had. <laughs> I don't know if you understand it. Is it to be told something? And that's where it comes the willingness. God expects of us to be like, um, I, I'm a clay, I'm a clay in his hands. We lack it. As pastors, as shepherds, we lack it. Yes. Many of us are no more clays. We have re- uh, removed ourselves from being clays. Mm. Yes. In fact, I think we'll go to Romans because Paul referenced this when he was writing to the Romans. Verse 4. But the jar he was making hmm, did not turn out as he had hoped. So he crashed it into a lump of clay again and started over. The choir doesn't sing the songs I like. I, if I'm the porter, I have the right to crash the choir and start raising another choir. The dancing stars are not the kind of dancing stars the church should. Each, a pastor must have the ability to start over. Crash. Is it? Some of you here are center of us You know your center is really not a center. If you have 15 people, you know that there's only one godly person in the center. One, one person who is godly, you know. When God is working and he sees Odor is not going in the direction he has hoped for her, what does God do? He he will crush you. Listen, unless you are not one of God's own, Balaam was bent on making money. Don't go. Balaam went, forcing the hand of God. Finally, okay, you go. There is go. And then there is, okay, you go. They are not the same. Do you understand? I'm going to the movies. Nathan says, I'm going to the movies. Daddy says, you are not going. I'm going. Then he cries, 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 cries the whole day. Then daddy says, okay, you want to go with him? Okay, you go. It's not the same. So when he goes and somebody slaps him, when he comes home, you have toothache. You sleep with the toothache. He can't tell daddy, I, I got slapped. Because you were told, do not go. You forced the hand of your father to say, okay, go. Balaam did it. And he almost got killed by an angel on the way. 
I believe that I don't know if God sent the angel, but what I think is that the angel couldn't understand this human stubbornness. So the angel went to stand. Let me finish this guy who cannot listen to our Father God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. God told him, do not go. Some people, your first answer, they don't like it. Do you know somebody? Your first answer, they don't like it. Then they'll now try, you know, and until you now give the answer they are pressing you for. It's disobedience. I want you to know that. How does God work? If the thing is not looking as he wants it, he crashes it and he starts all over. That's why he's able to disperse the whole nation of Israel. You won't obey me, he scatters them. Then he gathers them again. Come on now. He scatters them. They are sold as slaves and captives. And then when he sees they've learned their lesson, he gathers them. You, you want the center of bangy smokers, drunkards who are never changing. They have absolutely nothing to do with salvation. But you are God. I know you are God. So you say, oh, they will change. They will change. You see, the contact of salvation, contact with salvation, sorry, contact with salvation begins a process of transformation. In this small holiday, all your center members some are still drunk as we speak. Some are still high. As we speak. The other day I looked at a young man who came and I could tell his eyes were too glassy for normal eyes. Hey, you, you can just tell that. Hey, who you jamma? If you don't learn from this, in this fast, you may never learn. Oh, I'm telling you the truth. And I've taught many things. At the time I was teaching, they look, wow. But it took two days. It's gone. The porter was making a jar. God is making you. Right? And then you, you are so some way. So God says, I'm going to crush you. Then I'm going to start over with you again. Okay. Pastor, how do you know? Verse 5. Then the Lord gave me this message. Verse 6. Oh Israel. Look at it. Can I not do to you as this potter has done to his clay? Can I not? What did the potter do to the clay? The thing wasn't looking right. So he crashed it and he started over again. So God is saying, can I not do to you? What this potter 
has done to the clay. As the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. Ah, so he can do the same as the potter did. Are you following? If I announce that a certain nation or kingdom is to be uprooted, torn down and destroyed. If I announce that a certain center is to be destroyed, a certain basanta must come down. A certain shepherd must be fired. If I announce, eh, now, why are you looking at me like that? You see, I knew you weren't going to like this message. If I announce that a certain person is no more one of my pastors, if I announce that a kingdom is to be uprooted, if I announce that a church is to be closed down, it, but then that nation renounces its evil ways. I'm showing you how God operates. So now, oh, Lord, I am sorry. I repent. I will not destroy it as I had planned. Truth is, some of you, you were already way tired before the announcement. So, Watch this, watch this. Because you were way tired before the announcement, when you heard what is going to be done, you didn't think deeply. So instead of repenting and having a change of mind, you rejoice. That is the way so many have fallen. So the room for repentance doesn't exist in some people. Yes. You are misbehaving. And your daddy took your toy. What do you do to get a toy back? A change of attitude. A change of habit. A change of something. Now, nah. it's just a toy. If he has taken it, let him take it. You see, it shows that you have no room for remorse and repentance. And many people have grown without remorse. Some of you, you do things and you never regret what you have done. Some of you, you say things and you never regret what you said from your mouth. Something that came from your mouth, that is so, it defiled your whole body, but you are not bothered that it, you said it. It, it doesn't bother you. You have no room for remorse. And a person without room for remorse is a very dangerous person. Forget Judas. You are worse than Judas. A lot of people make pretense of remorse. I've seen how people apologize around here. Call the bus. Basi. Yeah. Yeah. Call the Basi. Yeah. I see now people are, there's no, you see, only apologize when you mean it. Yeah. Hmm. 
Many of you don't know that the person you're going to apologize to eh, genuinely, nobody feels like God if they're truly saved. So even your attempt to apologize eh, is a border to the person. Yeah, but it behoves you to make amends. Nobody is here waiting for the day. Oh, princess is really sorry. What do you gain from you being really sorry? But is it, if you have that attribute, you can walk better with God. My mother never allowed anything I did to go without an apology. If she has to beat the apology out of you, you she'll beat you until you apologize like, you see, you are being beaten, but the apology will come out sincerely. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> and then she has a way to know that, mm, you are faking the apology. Oh yeah? Paul Ebasi. Ma'am, Paul Ebasi. And then there's a mother that thinks, yeah, but she has apologized. That's no real apology. Huh. Have you gone to apologize and you got beaten when you're apologizing on top? I see many people here, when they do something, they're being disciplined. The, for the first day, so oh, I'm so sorry for the and then once they are useless, fake, empty apologies are not accepted, you just give them time. That's how I've come to learn people. You just give them time. Two, three days, they'll start showing. Yeah, if you if you accept them, it's okay. It's okay. And you see them walking around here with a frown face, it's like, yeah, but I apologize. You see, when you have offended somebody, it is you that must do everything possible to end forgiveness. Nobody owes you forgiveness. So when you, you are not being given, a true child of God will do what it takes to end the forgiveness. But I see them. And that's the path to destruction because soon Satan will use it and lead you out there. So all these things I'm saying is so strange to you people because some of you seated here, you have never apologized to your father or to apologize to a madamba over your dead body. Somebody once said, me, I don't apologize to a fellow woman. If you want to know the person, why we close, come and ask me. Yeah? And that's also a sign. I don't apologize to a fellow woman. I don't know about the fellow man. The person might consider it. Yes. Hey. Oh yeah. Whatever you want to do to me, do it to me, please. Don't don't even think that I will I will bring myself low to your level to apologize to you. Please do your worst. We we know them now. We are talking their language. Yeah, please do your worst. Many women can't apologize to their husbands. Oh, yeah. They expect their husbands to apologize to them. Baby, I'm sorry. <laughs> sure. Hmm. 
I go and kneel down. So see, please, forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Eh? Eh, you see? Then she'll be happy. I got I'm talking about women now. I'm not talking about Christianity. I'm talking about women now. It's like, yeah, God, all these men who think that that's how to subdue them. Hey. <laughs> Some women are into subjugation and subduings. Yeah. <laughs> but if you have done the, it is you that must end the forgiveness. Maybe you have to buy flowers like 200 times. At the 199th time, the heart will come down. If if he brings the next one, I'll forgive him. But she hasn't said it. Then you say, hey, what do I do now? Again, you go, John, 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 John. You come. See, you didn't know that the 200th one will bring you the forgiveness. Yes? Melanie, there's nothing in your eyes. Listen to my message. There's nothing in your eyes at all, at all. Just listen to my message. <laughs> if you look at Emily, does Emily look like a woman who apologized to a man? That this one will apologize to a man. Ha! Strongest lawyer woman. Mba. This one apologized, kneeling. Say, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Even tried to fake a tear. This, ah, please, let's, let's be serious here. Let's just be genuinely serious here. Yes. Oh, baby, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. And then she starts crying, crying. Oh, my love, please forgive me. Huh? She looks like the one who slapped you for not forgiving her. Yes, where is the forgiveness? And so are some of you. We know you. Do you understand? God is saying if that nation renounces Changes their evil ways. Ah, I will not destroy them as I had planned. Verse 9. And if I announce that I will plant and build up a certain nation or kingdom. But then that nation turns to evil and refuses to obey me. Hmm. I will not bless it. You see why we are not getting blessed? We are defying God. God, what can you do? So he says, I will not bless it as I said I would. We are not done now. Please, let's go. Therefore, Jeremiah, go and warn all Judah and Jerusalem. Say to them, it's going to get interesting. This is what the Lord says. I am planning disaster for you instead of good. So turn from your evil ways, each of you, and do what is right. Watch their response. But the people replied, don't waste your breath. 
we will continue to live as we want to. We will continue to move into boys' houses as we want to. Not married, but I'll move into his house. Not married, I'll move into her house as we, we will continue. You see, this gospel you have brought to Kenya, it will not work. I, I, easy, I, I easy make... Uh, uh, yes, it's not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work. We will... Cont- That's why people live a much harder life in this environment. And years on, you can't, they can't see progress in their life. This incessant desire that I will live how I want to live, contrary to God's instruction, is why you see more hardened and difficult lives. Stop. Ah, wait, wait. Why are you trying to cut the scriptures short? Stubbornly following our own evil desires. So you see, there is actually a willingness, but the direction of the willingness is towards evil desires. So the truth is, it's not that you are not willing. But I'm willing to be a tool in the hands of Satan. God, you, eh? You, no, don't even bring your hand. I won't be willing in your hand. But then the same person who is not a willing shepherd, you should see them and what they are willing to do out there. Yes. So you see that the truth is that you're willing, but your willingness is to do evil. And then when it comes to willing, when it comes to God, pastors have to talk. Somebody, a chief of staff has to shout, 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 shout. But when it comes to an evil desire, you're willing, you're willing, you're willing. So they told Jeremiah, don't, in fact, the preaching you have gone too far, Jeremiah, reserve your breath. We will continue to live as we want to. Teaching and teaching this, one young man decided, I'll take this teaching to heart. Yes. And decided to make changes. And the mumu lady said to the young man, you know, it's not every teaching that you, you have to take to and try to practice or do. Otherwise, you lose your family. Which family? He hasn't married you. So if you are sent into somebody's life to deceive them, what are you calling family? You are a pecher. Do you know a pecher? Birds don't have houses. They perch. 
So you are a patcher. You have patched in somebody's. You, 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 that's not your home. You see, let's, that's, I said it to you and I'll keep saying, this thing, young man, you, you, you're, you're sleeping with a girl, then you start calling her Bibiangu. Hmm. My wife. And you should know. You see, and the reason they do that is so that anybody that hears start not calling Melanie my wife keeps off Melanie. And meanwhile, he's never going to marry Melanie, but has put that tag on her. And then she, Mumu, is believing the idiot. Then for 10 years, he goes off and suddenly marries another person. You have been my wife for 10 years. Since when are wives temporary? Wives are forever. That's the time when he's busy calling her, oh, Jaber, Jaber wife. And she's happy. Meanwhile, the idiot has no mind. I'm not calling, you are not idiot. There's a way the English language works. So, um, I mean, like the person, do you understand? Yeah, but I'm just using that. You see, has no mind at all. I saw his face changing. He's like, why is he calling me an idiot? (laughs) I know I'm not an idiot. I'm not calling you an idiot. And he does that so that anybody else scatters from the young lady and then he can waste her time for as long as he wants. And the ones who are being fooled are the ones who are happy. Even this message I'm teaching, the girls are the ones who are not happy with it. And the problem is sometimes is the girls who force their way into boys' homes. Yes. You have left your slippers outside. They come for it so that you come to the room to come for the slippers. <laughs> they are the ones who force, they force their way. Literally, they will make a plot. Oh, I want to come and prepare stew for you. Then she comes at 12 midnight. Which stew is prepared at 12 midnight? Then she washes the clothes in the morning. One day becomes two days. Two days become three days. Three days become a week. A week, one month. One month, one year. Two years, three years. Yeah. My wife. (laughs) My wife. That is what Mandela was going to do till he came to the church. That was what Razor was going to do till he came to the church. And I blasted my cannons and I kept blasting my cannons. Right now they will have correct mind. Yes. Unless they are not meant to be anything then they will continue in that fashion. Yes. What a joy that there is a day you look back and tell your children on this day I walked your mother down the aisle. You, when your children say, when, where did you meet your mom? You say, um, She just came. I, I just remember she came. <laughs> she came. <laughs> she visited me. I th- if I remember correctly, she visited me 
Yes. And that day it rained. Yes. It went, the day your mother came, it rained. So after that, we, we just, she, she, she became my wife. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Adam woke up and saw Eve, after that, did Eve leave? She stayed. Yes. That's why after the wedding, when you, you go to the honeymoon, when you wake up, you see your wife. Yeah, you see her. From that day, any time you sleep, you wake up, you see Eve. This one that from time to time, they pack and they go to their mother's house. Moving suitcases. Moving sufurias. Moving, moving, moving. That thing for cooking Ugali is called what? Eh? Muiko. Removing curtains. That's what you call a wife. Let's be serious. I bought, I bought them. When I came here, I bought them. When I came here, there was nothing here. I, yes. Yes. It's the girls who are not happy with my message. It's like I'm spoiling their market. You, you are planning to move into somebody's house next week. Here I am preaching. Remove curtains. Somebody has removed curtains before. Yes. You think the message is a joke. They have removed curtains before. No, we must have a generation that says, listen, bass, bass, from here on, we'll do right by our generations. And I think it begins from somewhere. Yeah, it begins from you not liking my message. Yes. It begins from you not liking my message. Yes. It begins from you. And you see, don't tell me, oh, but there are no marriages. There will never be marriages as long as you keep opening your vagina. For free. Make it scarce. You see brothers hurrying to marry. There's too much free, free. Translately correct. If they are suffering hunger, Opudo, if here, they are hungry here. And if they are tired of pray, doing this, you see how they start putting money down, start arranging their lives and get a woman into their house. It, it, the, the thing is, you, you may think I'm too fro, uh, very, you know, straightforward with what, but it's the truth. The boy is super honey and you are super, super honey. So even some of you girls, when they don't touch you, you don't understand why they are not touching you. 
That's why young men here are never in a hurry to marry. Okay, are we not the ones who say we're following Bishop? You started following Bishop and you saw young girls at the university. Let's, let, let's talk fact. You saw young girls at the university working as shepherds, working as whatever and finish university. You have watched them do wedding. You, you are still here doing opening, opening. So how do you expect yours to turn out that way? If it will turn out that way, then the atmosphere must change. Is because in that environment, the brothers hardly get action. They are starved. And there's something starvation does to a man. They are starved. Got them. Wameshiba kabisa. The, the level of Wameshiba, even the next 50 years, they are still sorted. They have had enough sex to last them for a lifetime. You look at somebody like Carlos. Do you know how much sex he has had? Enough to last him for a lifetime. Is it? That's why some of you, when you get saved, eh, you are able to go off sex for one year, two years, be last stress. Because Charlie, you have what what umeshiba sana. So you can you can afford to go one year. So within one year, you look holy, and yeah, you are in the holiness movement. Two years, you know, because you see, utility in economics. I learned something called utility level. It will take you a while to be hungry again. So for the one year. Yeah, Jesus is Jesus. Then you started staying in the church. By the third year, you realize the hunger has returned. Then you start having the difficulties with how do I manage with it? Then some don't survive it because it's because when you were not saved, you've had enough to last you for a lifetime. In fact, you've had the you had sex for the whole city of Nairobi. You have done it on the behalf of the city. (laughs) All my teachings are true. So the brothers, they are very full. Very, like extremely full. This is why he's in the, his first year of, of Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> and it, it now becomes worse when they meet a sister in the church who has passed the Jesus, Jesus level and is now hungry. <laughs> Hmm. 
Yes. Rinsona is at Jesus, Jesus level. He has had enough. He used to come home and the thing was there. Now he's at the Jesus, Jesus level. Yes. And he better married at the Jesus, Jesus level. Before he meets another sister in the church. And then now it becomes normalized church one. Yes. Right now, I can tell he's at the Jesus, Jesus level. I, and I can tell when he started the Jesus, Jesus level. Bad one year. <laughs> so right now, he's still Jesus, Jesus level. And now he's focused. Yeah. Yes. He has, he has, he has, he has, he's look. he's seen things and said, I don't see it. I see you, but I don't see you. I see you, but I, he's at Jesus, Jesus level. Yes. I can only see Jesus. Can only see Jesus. Yeah. Can only see Jesus now. Yeah. Because I do not understand why, if you're not having sex, a 25 year old boy isn't putting things together. Because, Charlie, I got to a place, I realized, hey, I must have the thing there with me. And you can't just go and carry it. That's why I married very early. Yes. So if you are 27, 28, how old are you? Hmm? And you cannot see any plan. You, you see, you may think I'm putting somebody on the spot, but I, I'm giving, you cannot see any plan of his. Does he look like he's putting any And all these people I'm talking about are not virgins. <laughs> yes. I should start seeing some movements. You know, he's becoming responsible. That's why I can still have 27-year-olds in the church behaving like they are 15-year-olds. I've raised sons before. I know what I'm talking about. I know when somebody's approaching that maturity level, and you can tell, you'll soon make a decision to do A or B. You have a problem with my teaching? No. You have a problem with you? Yes. My teaching has absolutely... Why would I be here? I don't want the best for him. I want the best for him. I know his life will have a structure. The moment he gets focused and starts, I'm going to do this. Then he also now has a woman he has to lead along. So when you see a 27-year-old, a 28-year-old, 29-year-old young man in the church, and you can't see leadership. We're back to leadership now. It's a problem. Because you're soon going to have a wife, or maybe not, one of my uncles, he didn't want to marry. He was in, is he Russia or Ukraine? He would come to Ghana once. He was growing old. Never. 
plan to marry. So my, one day my grandfather heard that he had come back to the country. So he invited him to the village. When he went, his wife was grandfather. My grandfather went and paid, and he was a no-nonsense man. So he went, paid the dowry, did everything. He was just presented with his wife. He left the village back with his wife. They are still living together. Very tall. She was very tall, like Gohan. Very tall. Yeah, taller than my uncle. Extremely tall. In fact, even taller than Gohan. Now look at very tall. When he went to see the father and he left with a wife. Yes. And they are married up till today. Yes. Hmm. Because the, the father has waited, waited, but this one. So he did everything, met the family, paid everything. Then called the son. When he came, so I've married her. Take her and go. I should do. They, they want. We do everything. <laughs> Titus will tell the woman, You know, I didn't marry you. <laughs> Apostle married you. Uh, please be careful in this house. I didn't marry you. You can't come and say when somebody married you for me. Hey, be, be careful. <laughs> if I wanted, I would have married you. Uh, that 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 foreigner came and married you for at that time you see he's frustrated. You call me foreigner. <laughs> So the truth of the matter is, thank you. <laughs> they are fully loaded. Yes. They are fully loaded. Yes. <laughs> yes. Jesus level until three years later. Jesus level until five years later. I'm tired. I'm tired. Then you start seeing them misbehaving. Misbehaving. Yeah. Then you see, oh, they are looking, they are fighting for independence. Yes. All that I'm teaching you, you won't do. Then you see that when the Jesus um, adrenaline finishes and you now want to be yourself. Now I don't want one Messiah. I want two. Then you start misbehaving so you can go and get two Maasai's. <laughs> and then you, they, they make it look like, oh, there's a problem with the pastor, there's a problem with the church. Let, let's be honest. You know what you are doing. And you know why you're doing what you're doing. I, I know them. When I see them posting sexy photos on their status or profile, you see somebody has polished by and taking nice, the eyes has been open. You just, you just see, yeah, sexy eyes. They know what they are doing. I mean, forget this pretense. You just know the eyes, the eyes you see in the photos these girls post is not the normal eyes you see. Yes, with such photos with suggestive eyes. 
that have been sexualized. I don't know if there's an English word. Sex, sex, yes. Sometimes as the sisters, brothers don't have that problem. As the sisters are in the church, they start seeing that they are not attractive. The one they will say, I'll take a photo. They are looking for a reaction. They'll either post it on Facebook and then the DM starts going on fire. Hi, babe. Hi, babe. Or they'll post it on profile. Then it starts sending, getting messages. Do you understand? In their WhatsApps or Telegram. Do you understand? Then they start feeling, then you see for a moment, they start flirting. Oh, yeah. Ah. Some of you, the pictures on, in your phone, you cannot allow Father Abraham to look at it. Yes. And then some of the photos are made for box to box. WhatsApp to WhatsApp. Won't post this one, but send me, send me, uh, send me something nice. Yeah, they have photos for send me something nice. Yes. Instead of being serious with your life. Yes. Need to me a picture. Need to me a pic. <laughs> what is Melanie say? <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. Then you see for a moment, someone, then when they start that nonsense, eh, the, the effect is seen in the church. So they are happy with the nonsense outside. Then in the church, they are reacting. Instead of admitting, I have fallen into sin. <laughs> So you see a reaction in the church. Yes. I always know when my shepherds are having sex. Yes. I always know. And I can always tell when it started. Because I see something. I see. I don't know how to explain. I I see. Like I see the change. Every Aunt Agatha would tell you that she knew when her daughter started having sex. She would tell you. It's like the thing cannot happen without you misbehaving. <laughs> yes, it goes hand in hand with misbehavior. Do you understand? Yeah. Every experienced mother just knows. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is not normal. <laughs> and they can always tell when you started. Yeah. Yes. They can always tell when you started. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I could tell when my sister had her first sex. So I beat her up. Yes. 
That day she didn't come home. You mean you were with a boy doing praise the Lord all night? Nonsense. Huh? So that day when I was beating her, I was beating even the sex out of her. The other day I was telling her, you, I'm going to tell your daughter your story. He said, hey, I'll, me, I've, I'm calling your children. I'm telling them also. <laughs> yes, you say, I say. Yes, I knew when she first had her sex. Yeah. was the first time in my, she stood in front of my mother and talked back to my mother. Yes. And you see, at that time, when mothers see that they, you are weak, you don't know what to do. Charlie, a veil has been removed and innocence has been removed because this girl before never could talk to you like that. And now she told you, hey, it's my life. Hey, you see, her mother is weak. So she called in her son for reinforcement. Yes. If she called my brother, my brother would have done nothing. She didn't call my brother. She called me. She knew I could take care of business. Yes. So I came and I took care of business. From that day, my sister never tried that nonsense. Then she started doing her quiet time. And she has done it up to today. I'm not joking. Yes. In fact, at some point, I thought my sister was a better pastor. Her consistency with quiet time. Yes. I even felt ashamed at the point I was the pastor. Yes. She would wake up. When my mother died and she started living alone, quiet time, she would wake up. Anyway, you, you are fool. Yes. You are so fool. Oh, yeah. All these brothers are very full, extremely full. Extremely full that they can't even do fasting. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, you'll be fighting for your destiny. You'll be fighting to put something in. Listen, let's be sincere. I may, I may be preaching to you, but it's God talking to you. Yes, about reordering your life to come into conformity with his plans and purpose for your life. Don't you ever think that you will go off on your own plan and then God's plan will enter and fit into your life. That's why people have a lot of struggles. So he said, the people, go and tell, please don't waste your breath. Now, Apostle, you have talked about this for so long. Stop wasting your breath. We will live as we want to. Two, we will stubbornly follow our own evil desires. Verse 13. So this is what the Lord says. Has anyone ever heard of such a thing, even among the pagan nation, among unbelievers? My virgin daughter, Israel has done something terrible. 
That's when a shepherd who is a virgin shepherd starts misbehaving. Has done something terrible. As a pastor, I've seen virgin shepherds. I'm not talking of virgin as in reality virgins, but you should you should understand what the Bible would mean. Like someone that's never touched an um, an unholy thing or misbehaved, and God says she has done a terrible thing. 14. Does the snow ever disappear from the mountain tops of Lebanon? Do the cold streams flowing from those distant mountains ever run dry? But my people are not so reliable. For they have deserted me. This is God talking. You are a shepherd, but you are not reliable. You are a shepherd, but you are a deserter. You see, nobody can count on your consistency because we can't even see it in quiet time. Ah, what do you think Jeremiah 18 was talking about? We started from the potter's house. We have entered the mountains and deeper levels and he says, my people are not so reliable. They have deserted me. They burn incense to worthless idols. You should see some things that people who can't take shepherding serious are burning to worthless idols. They have time for other mundane and superficial things. They burn incense to idols. Then, when it comes to God, they are not reliable and they desert God. They have stumbled off the ancient highways and walked in muddy paths. Therefore, their land will become desolate. When you live a prodigal life, the desolation is what becomes, you look at your life and you can see desolation. Oh yeah. A monument to their stupidity. So when you now see your life, you see that, hey, I've become a monument of my stupidity. Yes. You see it. You just tell. Your life tells how stupid you were as God's child. Do this. You won't do it. Then you have, you are building ornaments of stupidity unknown to you. All who pass by will be astonished and will shake their heads in amazement. Instead of people looking at you after you've served God for few, and be excited, they look at you and say, ah, I will scatter my people before they are enemies. So again, you see, he's acting like the potter. As the east wind scatters dust and in all their trouble, I will turn my back on them and refuse to notice their distress. So even God, when you don't obey him in your distress, he does this. People won't come to church. They are your center members, basanta members. They have money. They are doing frivolous things. They are drinking. They are there. They are doing that. Then when they are in trouble and they call you, they expect you to say, here I am. Thank you for calling me today. 
And then when you don't, they say, oh, they don't even care. Yes, we don't care. I want you to know. And I want you to tell the sheep in this church that truly, truly, we don't care. I don't care if someday I come and this church has five people. I tell you, I'll start all over again. I'm not joking. And you shepherds, some of you shepherds, you are you're over bloating the number. Drop down quickly. Because you know you won't be a shepherd in the next two years. What are you waiting for? You're, you're, if you over let me know I have ten shepherds. Between me, Apache, and, and Bakasi, I have ten correct shepherds. And I build it in a direction from there. But because you know it. Yes. Is that not why the year has started and you started misbehaving? You know you are in a certain direction already. Accept it. Be like somebody in the church. I won't mention name. The person has accepted. This is my way. I'm going on this highway. Yes. Because as for God, he wants clays. He builds. If it doesn't look good, he crashes. He starts over again. That's all I need you to know. And that is why the Bible talks a lot about willingness. I have scriptures I can give you. Willingness. Willingness. Giving God offering, he says, from a willing heart. Nothing that is coerced, anything coerced from you, doesn't attract God's blessing. If your obedience, and let me, I'm going to stop on this point. If your obedience constantly, those of you call yourself shepherds, you call your leading others, as long as your obedience day by day, week after week, month after month, is a coerced obedience, you will never be blessed. Yes. To do something, and then he said, oh, I did it. You were forced. No. With, when you are walking with God, there is a principal willingness. And I'm not going to quote Paul to you. You already know that scripture. If I do these things, once I start quoting, you finish the quotation. If I do these things, there's, there's a reward. If I do it, you quote it. No. I'm telling you that. In, as long as you're Obedience is coerced. You cannot have God's blessings. God says, if they be willing and obedient, anybody that is willing will automatically be obedient. Willingness and obedience are twins. Anywhere you find willingness, you find obedience. If you find obedience, it's because there's willingness. Hmm. Pastor, what I say? He said, if they are, if ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. So it is the willing and the obedient that eats the good of the land. Then Paul said in Philippians that it is God that worketh in you both to will and to do.
according to his good pleasure. Which means wherever there is willingness, there is a doing. Anyone that is willing, they won't call you to do quiet time. Melanie, you do quiet time. Why? You are willing. I'm willing to do quiet time. A willing person will set an alarm and say, I'm waking up to do quiet time. Now, you are forced. You are threatened. Then you do quiet time. That quiet time you have done doesn't attract any blessing because it is a coerced obedience. If visitation is part of doing the work of God and it brings blessing and it has to be coerced. Have you done your visitation? Send your report. Visitation report. Then you, you are now, it's when you saw the writing that you, you called one or two. Then because you are a journalist, you created other stories. Uh, Wabamba Samuel. He says that he has traveled to the village and a tree fell on his legs. <laughs> but Wamamba says that he's going to return in two weeks' time. Yes, Wabamba. <laughs> Is it you saw the message and you reacted? It is what coerced obedience. It never attracts a single iota of God's blessing on a life. I'm your pastor. Listen, nobody who is on top of me telling me, pray. Lead a church in fasting. Pray and fasting. My obedience to God is what determines if he blesses me. It is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So you know what is God's good pleasure. If that willingness is not worked in you, you will not do. And if you do not do of his good pleasure, you do not please him. If you do not please him, you do not get a promise. People want the promise without pleasing Pleasing comes before the promise. As I'm teaching, your heart is fighting me. I think you want to get stroke. One of these days, you'll be fighting me as I'm teaching. You are fuming and then you'll get stroke. We'll close church and go. You'll be sitting down there. When they will discover you have stroke after we continue. <laughs> Nabal's heart turned into stone. Yes. What Nabal suffered was stroke. Yes. One of the, the consequences of foolishness is, is, is stroke. Yes. His heart turned into stone. Hmm. What do you mean? One of the consequences of foolishness is, is, is stroke. 
When you drink two liters of Fanta a day, this is not foolishness. There are some lifestyles that are foolishness. Yes. There are some lifestyles that are foolishness. Give them verse 38. I'm not reading it, but they are reading it. Let's bless them with verse 38. You're a man. You're always having sex standing. Isn't that foolishness? <laughs> yes. There's a way blood flows. In a human body. It is dangerous for a man to have sex standing all the time. But because you steal sex, that's the position you like. <laughs> yes. You don't, you don't have to believe in anything I'm saying. No. Because some of you are here. Go and read it. If it's good for a man to have sex standing, just go and read it. That's why these days, in the, in, in the 20th century, you see young men having stroke. Yes, there's so much increase of young men having stroke. First of all, they pump their system with substance. Do you understand? Yes. You see them having stroke. Before, 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 you expect older people to have stroke. Now, young 20-something stroke, 30-something stroke. And I'm teaching it, you're looking at me like I'm your enemy. Hey, Satan is wild though. You can see me as your enemy. <laughs> what is he? They say I should say something to the women. Anyway, so I want you to know as I'm closing that any form of coerced obedience cannot attract God's blessing. When he asked for an offering in the book of Exodus, I believe Exodus 25, he said, from a willing heart. And the reason he said that is because he knows that when they give, he has to bless them. And God knows that he cannot bless that which is not willing. So, he says, speak to them that they give me an offering. Da, da, da. Then verse, verse 3. 
and it is the offering which he shall take of them gold. Da, da. And then he said, all who of a willing heart. He can't bless that. When Paul was talking to them about collection in the New Testament, he said, if there be first a willing mind, it is acceptable according to what a man has and not according to what he has not. So God is, whether Old Testament, New Testament, one requirement, willingness. Willingness. So that's why I can firmly tell you that any form of coerced, and many of you, for the years you have served God, it has been on coercion. Do this. Have you done that? Why have you not done that? Do you do that? You, you, you'll be fine. I'll remove you. You've wasted years that could have brought blessings on your labor. You have wasted years that could have brought blessings on your labor. When a woman is not willing to have sex with you and you force her, it's called rape. So some of you have been in the rape ministry. No, I've put it wrongly. It doesn't fit our condition. Myself, LP Berry, LP Lisa, Pastor Edwin, we have been in the rape ministry. We have been raping you now. This morning, I raped some people. So, the, the ministry has been turned into a rape. I feel like I'm a rapist in the church. I'm forcing Carlos to do something he doesn't want to. It makes me a rapist. It makes me a rapist. I'm forcing Winnie to be here. Is it, and the, the fact, is it, when you, you rape somebody and you release that, don't go and shout, hey, hey, he has raped me, rape, rape, isn't it? So we are keeping you here so you don't shout that. We are raping you. So that's, when we look at you, we are not sure what you do next. So we are always watching you because it is a rape ministry. Otherwise, a husband comes, have Sex relaxes, gets out. He's not afraid. The wife will shout, "Hey, hey, wa, 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 He is not afraid. <laughs> I've been turned into a rape minister. Pastor Edwin is a rapist. Happy uh, burial is a rapist. Happy Lisa is a rapist, and you are victims. Ah, I see it makes sense to you now. I've never raped anybody. I mean, as in what people normally understand. It's weak men who rape women. Yeah. It's a very bizarre thing. Any man who cannot get sex um, consensually has a mental problem. Do you understand? Yeah. If you have to force yourself on a woman, you are a psycho. You, there's something mentally wrong with you. Yeah. Any dignified, correct person doesn't force himself. When, even when you, the girl starts kissing you, brothers, listen to me, I'm talking to you. And the kissing and the fondling and the cuddling goes very far. Then you hear, no, no. Put your sword into your sheath. 
I say, okay. Yeah, that's a man. Yes, that's a man. That's a man. A psycho loves the challenge of no. What do you mean by no? Then you see that something will come out of the man and then you, Amari Force Agoreka, you see it. Yeah, that, you have a mental problem. You should be able to have an erection and quiet it down. That is called control. A man must have that level of control. Is the same, is it some of you, you have never started kissing and even stopped? Because once you start kissing, you must finish what you started. Is the only area you finish what you started? <laughs> many, many great men has got themselves into trouble because they didn't have the ability to pull a gun out. And says, I won't fire back to the, yes. And that is an ability you must develop as a man. Yes. Of course, when you start kissing, you'll get, you'll be whatever. And, and many girls, girls are, are devils so. Oh, you don't know. She'll be working you deliberately. She knew at what time she'll say no. They knew it. Then when they see that the boy is now ready, they say no. It's an act, it's a weapon women use. So you as a man, not to get into any trouble, you should say, okay. Yeah. That's how too. You understand? And I think after that, if you masturbate, God will forgive you. <laughs> it's better than rape. And you, and then you hold hand, and he's like, No, no, you, she doesn't owe you anything. Let her go. Don't be an idiot. The thing has the capacity to go up and come down. What's your problem? It, it, is, it is a problem if it stays only up until it does what it was created for. Do you understand? But we don't have that problem. It has the ability to say, oh, all right. Hmm. It's hard to, yeah. So also apply that one. Stop looking at me that way. Anyway, so we know the rape ministry. Yeah. Tomorrow we're going to pray for willingness. Yes. But tonight we're just going to pray for a few minutes that we shall be willing. In the morning when I come, we're praying for... Until you now, as you pray, you see that something is dropping on you. Ta, ta, when you look at it, so oh, ah, I see willingness. Yes. You pray till you feel willing. Uh, this rape ministry... Yeah. And I told you yesterday, we are no more doing rape ministry. Oh, please, we're sorry we forced you. Hey, how could we have raped you like that? Please. We are sorry. Sit down. Yeah. 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 We won't have that rival environment in the church. Satan is taking advantage of that. Yeah. I can tell you for sure. Satan is taking advantage of it. Yes. Hey! Eyes <laughs> up on your feet. People don't like whoever raped them. True or not true? Yes. One day I was almost raped. 
Yeah, men also get raped. Ah, what do you think? Men, you, you see, people, when you hate somebody, you see, some of you don't like me because I've raped you. Yes, in a ministry. Yes. You can see why, when, when I start teaching, all your things, asthma and stroke starts coming. Is because the truth is that we have been operating a rape ministry. Yes. You were forced to come here. So then on top of it, I'm preaching something that is throwing darts and javelins and spear. Then you sit there and like, ah. You vomit. Instead of loving me, you're resenting me. Yes, because the thing is, is a force. I'm a force. Agoreka. Yes. There are people here who should be loving me, who find me as their worst nightmare. How do you expect to be blessed? When I, your pastor, am your nightmare. Anyway, when we start praying, you see whether you can be helped or not. You now you see. I feel strongly burdened by this. I'm telling you the truth. Yeah? What should come willingly is, is having to be forced. Girls are here. Ask them, all of them. They have ever asked a boy, do you love me? Do you love me? And he said, I don't want to be where I'm not wanted. They have all done it before. But now you are in the ministry and you can see that ah, the thing requires love. At some point, some sisters take the hard decision to say, I won't be with you. And they'll say, I don't feel loved enough. Isn't it? Ah, hello? Why are you not? You want to go home? Please start going home. Be here willingly. <laughs> and I, such a lady is, is very respectful, uh, respectable to me. Yes. Yes, very respectable to me. Many of you have, you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You see that, ah, I, you know, I don't, it's not, I don't want it to look like I'm forcing anything. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the ministry, we are forced. When it comes to following Jesus, you are, we, you are being, when it comes to pray, you are being forced. When it comes to loving God, hey, we have to force it out of you. And I'm telling you, it has cost us our blessings. And some of us are blessings for many years. I was listening to Dr. Mike Murdoch this afternoon. And let me tell you something. Everything God will do for you if you like, go check your Bible. It's contingent on what you do. He says he will bless you. Then you say, if you, if they. So you can see how we have lacked behind in terms of God's magnanimous blessings. Because the part for us to do, we are not willing to do it. We prefer to shout ours. 
and not do what when you do the other part you don't have to and you see the heavens are open as at this point you are a shepherd and you are being forced to pay tithe where does the blessing come from then so everything read the bible show me one scripture god will do something for you without him requiring something just show me yes you see that every time he will do something he will condition it or he will contingent it on something you do if they don't do this if they do this you always see that language in the scriptures and having said that i feel maybe the only prayer we need to pray is a prayer of repentance for our lack of willingness towards God. Yes. Which of course hasn't costed God. It has costed me. It has costed you. I believe sincerely so. Something to do with God and Pastor Edwin is the one forcing me. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine that picture? He's the one telling me, Apostle, you, 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 are, you are supposed to eh, nah. go on your knees you need to go on your knees stop being arrogant go on your knees oh you are too blessed to go on your knees now find somewhere you and God can talk these few minutes do you understand what I'm saying Find somewhere you and God can talk. Talk to him about how unwilling you have been and how you need his mercies. Yeah, I can't force you to do it. But I believe it's a good place to talk to God. Yeah. Have I served him all these years? Being forced? Being coerced? Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Why do I want his blessings? Why do I want his blessings? But won't do what he wants me to do. And I have to be forced to do what he asked me to do. Father, I have come before you tonight. In any area of my ministry. Of my calling. Of following you. That I have worked on willingly. Father, tonight. I repent of my sins. Lord, I repent of my sins. Talk to him. Talk to him. The sin of unwillingness. Serving you, Lord, with compulsion, being forced, being coerced. Child of God, talk to God. Open your heart to him. Pour your real heart to God. There are times things happen along the way and suddenly your love and your joy for God leaves and now you are only operating by coercion. There was a time there was love. There was a time there was love and when there was love there was willingness and you did all you needed to do without being told, without being forced, without being coerced. Something changed, something happened and then now you are operating on the fuel of coercion. Talk to God. Pour your heart out. If you need healing, seek for healing tonight. 
If you need healing, seek for healing. If there is a, an open wound that needs healing, seek healing for that wound. Don't joke with this. It can be the, the, the turning point in somebody's life. It can be the turning point in your, in, 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 in your calling. Talk to God. Lord, pour forth your mercy on us. Pour your mercy on us, Lord, tonight. Lord, we repent of our unwillingness. Lord, begin to work in us both to do, both to will and to do according to your good pleasure. My Lord, my God, this is the night you stir up willingness in our hearts, willingness in our spirits, Lord. Oh, how much we have lost. 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 Oh, how much I have lost, Lord. How much I have lost. How much I have lost. How much I have lost. How much it has costed me. How much unwillingness has costed me, Lord. Forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. On this mountain, I want to leave this mountain forgiven. Renew my love, restore my love, restore my affection to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we come to this mountain tonight. Forgive us of the sin of unwillingness. My God, my God, my God. Oh, how much it has costed our ministries. How much it has caused desolation to come into our lives. How much you have looked on, Lord, as we went in our own directions, refusing to be led, refusing to be obey, to obey, refusing, Lord, to be clay in your hands. Father, forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. I cannot hear you praying or crying to God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes Lord. Yes Lord. Yes Lord. Yes my father. Yes my father. Ah. Ah. Turn the heart of the sons to the fathers and the heart of the daughters to the mothers Lord. Turn our hearts. Tonight let it be the night you turn our hearts. Turn our hearts towards you Lord. Turn our hearts towards your house. Let us develop a unique love for your house. A unique love for your presence. A unique love for the things that pertain to the kingdom. Lord, stir this in us, Lord. Stir up willingness in us. Your, your servant Paul has told us, it is you that worketh in us both to will and to do. Will in us tonight to will and to do. 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 To do, to will and to do, to will and to do. Ah, raise willing women in this ministry, raise willing men in this ministry, raise sons that are willing, raise daughters that are willing. Lord, take out of this ministry any grudging servant, grudgingly working servant and shepherd, Lord, tonight clear your church and stay with your church, Lord. 
those that love you and are willing. Ah, we are tired, Lord. I am tired, Lord. I'm tired, Lord. I'm tired, Lord, of this rape ministry. I'm tired, Lord, of this rape ministry. I'm tired, Lord. Ah. Forcing, forcing, threatening, Lord. No, Lord, no, 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 Lord. No, Lord, stay up. A willing environment and a willing spirit, Lord. Stay it up, Lord. Stay it up, Lord. Stay 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 up, Lord. Ah, enough of the pretense. Enough of the pretended, Lord. Save your church. Save your church. Save us, Lord. Save us. Save us. Save your church. No longer will we engage in the rape ministry. No longer, Lord, we will be in the ministry of forcing. No longer in the ministry of threatening and coercion. Lord, just laugh. Laugh. Just laugh. Just laugh. Just willingness. Just willingness. Point, Lord. Point, Lord. Let it become the foundation of love springs. Let it become the foundation of love springs. Lord, let it become the foundation of love springs. Ah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your right hand. In fact, lift it both of your hands. Father, tonight, let this day mark the day that from this moment, Lord, and for the entire life of love's praise, my Father, bless any heart you locate in this assembly. That has willingness. Let this night. Be the covenant night. Where the willing. Will see unprecedented blessing. Unprecedented protection. Unprecedented security. Let this night. Mark the night. Where the willing hearts. In this ministry, will see your goodness and will experience your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, that you have covenanted with your servant this night. This is what you will do. And Lord, I'm grateful. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Give the Lord a big clap of friend.
Amen. Tomorrow we're going to spend some time praying for some hours. So tomorrow will be, oh, tomorrow will be coffee day. All right. So we can spend a day praying. So, um, and it will be from the morning. It will be from the morning. Yeah. As others are going to work, those of us who can avail ourselves will be here praying. Is that all right? Something has happened as because when I knelt down, I saw a rainbow. I saw a rainbow. And I know without a shadow of doubt that when somebody, I may, I may not be talking to you, walks into this church and they are willing to experience God's blessing. Yeah. Amen. Tonight is not just an ordinary night. I believe something has transpired in the spirit realm concerning the fortunes and the blessings of some. Yes. And in the days to come and in the years to come, it will be something we'll see, like we'll use as testimonies, yes, of people's blessings. It will be a marker. When you see somebody blessed, you'll see that the marker is this thing that has happened here tonight. Amen.